Good morning. Scott Luton here with you on this edition of This Week in Business History. Welcome to today's show. On this program, which is part of the Supply Chain Now family of programming, we take a look back at the upcoming week, and then we share some of the most relevant events and milestones from years past. Of course, mostly business-focused, with a little dab of global supply chain, and occasionally, we might just throw in a good story outside of our primary realm. So I invite you to join me on this look back in history to identify some of the most significant leaders, companies, innovations, and perhaps lessons learned in our collective business journey. Now, let's dive in to this week in business history. Hey, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us here today. I'm your host, Scott Luton, and welcome to today's edition of This Week in Business History for May 24th, 2022. Hope this finds you well and glad to have you with us here today. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be diving into the story of a business leader who truly transformed the world of advertising. The focus of our story today, well, she worked on highly visible, game-changing, and unforgettable advertising campaigns for big-time brands, a few that you will certainly be familiar with. In fact, Mary Wells Lawrence's exceptionally creative and outright brilliant work would lead to her becoming one of the most successful advertising minds in the 20th century. Stay tuned for a whole lot more. And hey, before we move forward, be sure to take a moment to offer a review of our podcast and subscribe so you don't miss stories like this one here today. Hey, thanks for your support, and let's dive right in. Mary Wells Lawrence was born on May 25th, 1928 in Youngstown, Ohio. Now, we don't know too much about her youth, but what we do know begins with her time at the Carnegie Institute of Technology. In the late 1940s, Mary Wells Lawrence began studying at the Carnegie Institute of Technology in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The university now has gone through a few names over the years. Before Mary's attendance there, its name was the Carnegie Technical Schools. And since 1967, after it merged with the Mellon Institute of Technology, it's gone by its present day name, Carnegie Mellon University. But back to Mary Wells Lawrence who spent two years at Carnegie pursuing her education. She joined the Kappa Alpha Theta sorority while in school, most likely immersing herself in the student's social life on campus. During her time at Carnegie, she met a man named Bert Wells. Now, Bert was a student of industrial design, and the two fell in love and began building a life together shortly thereafter. In 1949, the couple got married and decided to move to her hometown of Youngstown, Ohio. While living in Ohio, Mary Wells Lawrence began pursuing a career in advertising in 1951. This was a decision that would greatly impact her life moving forward. This career began with her working at McKelvey's department store as a copywriter. Unfortunately, the store no longer exists today. Higby Company bought it in the late 1960s and ultimately shut it down in 1982. Vandals eventually trashed and destroyed it, and the city of Youngstown demolished it in the late 1990s. 
Mary Wells Lawrence's career at McKelvey's department store was rather short-lived anyway. She decided to relocate to the exciting, fast-paced world of New York City. There in New York, she pursued a couple of interests outside of the advertising world. While in the city, she even studied theater and drama for a while. And it was these studies that would come back to make a massive impact on her overall career in the years to come. It could be said that Mary Wells Lawrence was quite an individual of many, many talents, for sure. After a very brief break from the advertising industry, she jumped right back into it in 1952, where she took a position at Macy's Department Store, working as an advertising manager in their fashion department. This meant she was able to plan and design advertisements for the store as a way to influence a consumer's purchasing decisions. Now, although Mary seemed to be thriving in her career, there was some sad news in her personal life in that same year. She and her husband, Burt Wells, decided to get a divorce. However, Mary didn't let that put a damper on her professional life. She continued working hard, putting her skills and knowledge to use in several other jobs. For instance, in 1953, she worked at McCann Erickson as a copywriter. She was also the copy group head for their team. Now known simply as McCann, this company is an American global advertising agency with offices in 120 countries. She later joined the Brain Trust at the advertising agency Lennon and Newell. As her career continued to thrive, Mary Wells Lawrence reconnected with her ex-husband, Burt Wells, and the two wound up getting remarried in 1954. They went on to have two children together, two daughters to be exact. They named them Pamela and Kathy. Unfortunately, the couple didn't have a happily ever after, though. They ultimately divorced again in 1965. But Mary didn't stay single for long. On November 25, 1967, she married Harding Lawrence. He was the former president of Braniff International Airways. Harding Lawrence passed away due to pancreatic cancer on February 16, 2002, while still married to Mary. Now, circling back to Mary's work life, she eventually began a seven-year tenure at Doyle Dan Birnbach in 1957. Now known as DBB, it's a worldwide marketing communications network owned by Omnicom Group, one of the world's largest advertising holding companies. Now clearly, Mary was racking up years of experience in the advertising field, strengthening her skills and expanding her knowledge all along the way. Her career went to new heights when she began working for Jack Tinker and the new advertising group he'd formed. Jack Tinker and Partners. Mary Wells Lawrence was no stranger to working with Jack Tinker. In fact, she worked for him during her time at McCann Erickson. Excited to partner with him again, she accepted what became the job of a lifetime. Dubbed one of Tinker's thinkers, Mary Wells Lawrence was part of a team that created ad campaigns for a holding company called Interpublic, which covered a wide network of U.S. advertising firms. Now, one of Jack Tinker and Partners' first clients was Alka-Seltzer. Early on in Mary's work with the brand, she and her team discovered that the infamous and iconic Alka-Seltzer was far more effective when folks used two tablets instead of just one. Thus, 
Mary and her team changed their campaign materials and approach accordingly, which is what gave way to plop plop fizz fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Two plops, not just one. Now, Alka-Seltzer was so thrilled with the campaign and its impact, and Jack Tinker's phone began to ring off the hook because so many other companies out in the market wanted a campaign just like it. Now, Mary Wells Lawrence also saw great success with an advertising campaign she worked on for Braniff International Airways, of which her husband had been the president. This campaign was known as The End of the Plain Plane, and that's P-L-A-I-N, P-L-A-N-E, the end of the plane plane. So one of the first things Mary did to kick off this campaign was to visit airport after airport to see firsthand what consumers were seeing. Mary immediately saw how boring and dull many of the airline industry's brands were. Thus, Mary Wells Lawrence saw a big opportunity to stand out, starting with infusing the airline industry with colors that popped. She brought Alexander Gerard on board as the project designer. Now, for those not familiar with the name, Alexander Gerard was better known as Sandro. He had his hand in many pots over the years, working as an architect, an interior designer, a furniture designer, an industrial designer, even a textile designer. You could say he did a little bit of design work, right? Now, for this campaign, Mary Wells Lawrence also hired Emilio Pucci, a name still recognized in the fashion world today. The Italian designer's role was to design new uniforms that would be worn by the crew and flight attendants that worked for Braniff International Airways. This very campaign received the credit for completely turning around the airline's trajectory. Despite this campaign's success, Mary Wells Lawrence did not receive that promotion to president that her bosses had previously promised her. However, she didn't let that get her down. Instead, she mustered up the courage and motivation to go out on her own. That's right, Mary started her own company on April 5th, 1966, called Wells Rich Green. In doing so, she became the agency's president. Her partner, Richard Rich, served as the treasurer. I wonder if he ever went by Richie Rich, I don't know. Uh, St- Stuart Green was named company secretary. Wells Rich Green went on to see great success, securing a very impressive roster of clients over time. Some of its biggest clients included Pan American World Airways, Trans World Airlines, American Motors, Cadbury Schweppes, RC Cola, IBM, Procter & Gamble, MCI Communications, Sheridan Hotels and Resorts, and Ralston Purina. Of course, we all recognize plenty of those names. A lot of big-time brands. Now, another huge advertising campaign, and a successful one at that that was attributed to Mary Wells Lawrence, was one for Benson and Hedges. This was a British cigarette company that had been around since 1873. Mary Wells Lawrence and her team built a campaign that ran starting in the late 1960s and increased the company's cigarette sales from $1 billion in 1966 to a total of 14 billion cigarettes in 1970, just four years later. Now, maybe not the noblest of causes, but her work proved hugely, hugely beneficial for the company, further cementing her status and street cred. 
as someone that could GSD get stuff done. Wells Rich Green created numerous legendary campaigns that many people still recognize today. Do you remember Trust the Midas Touch? How about I Love New York? Ever have a t-shirt or a button that said that? Well, that was Wells Rich Green's work. And yes, it was Mary's idea to bring in Frank Sinatra as part of the campaign. Genius. And how about Flick Your Bick? Popular campaign related to the disposable Bic lighter. Mary Wells Lawrence loved to leverage her time in theater as she created advertising campaigns. It's been said that the big shift in the 60s and 70s to make commercials more entertaining, funny, and even really dramatic, well, that was Mary Wells Lawrence putting her stamp on the industry. Mary received quite a few honors for her legendary work. She was one of the youngest members to be put forward into the Copywriters Hall of Fame, in 1969, she received the Golden Plate Award from the American Academy of Achievement. The American Advertising Federation named her Advertising Woman of the Year in 1971 and then inducted her into the American Advertising Federation Hall of Fame in 1999. When her firm Wells Rich Green went public in 1968, Mary Wells Lawrence would be the first female CEO of a company listed on the New York Stock Exchange. In 2003, she published a book entitled A Big Life, and then in parentheses, In Advertising. This is her personal guide to the world of American advertising, all about her journey, and it's surely a great read for anyone pursuing a career in the industry, or really anyone that wants to kick a dent into the universe. She's also been credited as one of the five founders of the women's website, Wow, oh wow. And most recently, Mary Wells Lawrence was celebrated at the 2020 Ken Lyons Festival of Creativity, where she was awarded the Lion of St. Mark for Lifetime Achievement. There's no doubt that Mary had a legendary career, blazing a trail for others, especially women, in the advertising field and in global business, I would argue, and in many ways, forever changing the advertising industry. Partially because she wanted to do it her way, she wanted to do it different, and Mary Wells Lawrence was absolutely unafraid to go where others did not dare. A real innovative pioneer that changed the business world. That's just about gonna do it today for our episode. I hope you've enjoyed today's show, and I further hope that you can find the wherewithal to be passionately creative, and do it different as you leave your mark on this world like Mary Wells Lawrence. Now, hey, let us know what you think about this episode and about our series. We'd love to earn your review wherever you listen to This Week in Business History. Of course, me and my co-host, Kelly Barner, I hope that you'll subscribe to this show so you won't miss a single episode. We drop a new episode every Tuesday. Now, with all of that said, we wish you a wonderful week ahead. Hey, this is Scott Luton urging you to do good, to give forward, and to be the change that's needed. And hey, we'll see you right here next time on This Week in Business History. Thanks, everybody.